following Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Part 2. This is Chapter 22nd and we had completed verses up to 13. So, I will give a small recap of verse 13 and then we will proceed to verse 14. So, in the verse 13, it was understood that we are supposed to be always trying to go towards goodness in this world. That means, follow the path of Sattva only. If you are on the second path, which is called the Rajasik path, you are always full of activity. That means a man is active throughout his life. You must have seen, a person is interested in work, work, work and work. He is interested in achieving results. He wants to go somewhere. He wants to do something. That is the second path. And the third one is about laziness, procrastination and all that. So, Krishna says in verse 13 that we have to always be in this state of goodness. Knowledge will dawn on the person and we will be able to overcome the difficulties of this material nature. Time was also explained to you which is directly related to the material modes. Time is not related to any other modes. Please understand this. Time is not related. Actually, it is not at all understood by human beings because time is a very, it's, it's according to us, it's a variable. You know, when you draw the graph, the two axes, x and y axis, you will find one is space and the second one is time. And this has always been recognized by science also, where on one side there is space and one side there is time. So, Krishna is saying over here, Time is perceived as agitated interest, interaction of the material modes and totality of the functions, propensity is embodied by the primeval sutra, Mahatattva. So we are now going to do from verse 14 onwards, what is this Mahatattva? Mahatattva is an important part that we need to understand. We are also going to do different kinds of organs that are there, what are the senses. You may think that this is like a basic study, but go through it. It's important for us to understand. So, Canto 11, Part 2, Chapter 22nd, Elements of Material Creation, Verse 14. I have described the nine basic elements as the enjoying soul. Nature, nature's primeval manifestation of the Mahatattva, false ego, ether, air, fire, water and earth. Now these are basic elements. So what is it that these are basic elements? The nature. Nature as we know is called Prakriti. What is nature? Everything that you see around us is called nature. It is trees, plants, you know, birds, animals, the planets, the sun, the stars, so on and so forth. All that is nature. <clears throat> Nature's primeval manifestation of the Mahatattva. Where it actually began from? What exactly happened in the past? If you go through the you know, scientific methodology, you will find that people come up with various theories. What is one theory which everybody talks about? The one theory which everybody talks about in our world is the Big Bang. Something happened, there was a Big Bang and then the whole thing exploded billions of years ago. Just a few days ago, we saw some very strange incident which happened way back. 
what was that incident it was talking about two heavenly bodies merging against each other and creating a kind of a nothingness in between some people call it black hole i don't know what it is called i am not a scientific person but this incident was received by our telescopes after millions of years and we were able to see what happened then in that particular domain so that is also a part of that primeval nature then what else we have we have false ego you know everybody has an ego you know everybody has an ego and this ego is so strong that you cannot break it at one instant but it's also fragile let us say for example there is a person who keeps on saying i i i i all the time this person comes first he is always there you know on the forefront of doing everything and suddenly someone else comes and takes the place then what happens do you remember the story of tiger woods tiger woods was a golf champion and suddenly out of the blue after winning so many matches there is nowhere in cricket also we have the same thing suddenly you have this captain of a team who is performing so well and then he is nowhere of great film actor he is always been around with so many you know great heroines and acted in so many movies one fine day finds he is nowhere in india also we have various stories likewise in the americas also there is there are stories if i have to ask you do you remember the name of the past president of america some of you may say oh yes of course i know obama so where is he now nobody knows he may be giving some speeches and earning millions of dollars but does america recognize him is he there in the forefront giving talks in united nations and various other places no so this is called the person who sits in that position or if you are a principal of a school and one day you are nobody this is the puncturing of the ego that happens you are somebody one day and the next day you are nobody so ego then there are elements you know the elements the first element is ether ether is an element which we don't know much about where is ether ether is everywhere so the planets are in ether the sun is in ether we are in ether where is ether no idea so that is one element second one is air air is inside the ether isn't it so there is air there is fire there is water and then there is earth so all these comprise of the elements in the material nature and this is what is called the mahatvatva basic elementary study now let us go to the next verse hearing touch sight smell and taste of five knowledge acquiring senses my dear uddhava 
and speech, the hands, the genitals, the anus and the legs constitute the five working senses. The mind belongs to both these categories. So break it down further. Now we have done the five elements. Now we will do the five senses. What are the senses? Hearing, you know, hearing, touch, we touch things, sight, we can see things, smell and taste. These are the five senses. I think we have studied them in school also. Then what else is there? Then the next one is called the organs of action. What are the organs of action? Two hands, two legs, correct? The tongue, why? We speak a lot, isn't it? Speech is an action, isn't it? See, with hands we perform action, with legs we perform action. With speech, you may, speech, you may say speech doesn't move any. I'm sorry. Speech is the greatest moving organ, you know, um, what we call as the organ of action. Because of a speech, a person can become a president or a dictator or whoever. Have you not seen that? So that is the speech. Then the next one is the anus and the last one is the genitals. These are responsible for excretory organ one and the, sec the last one as I discussed is about creating. We think about creating babies and so on and so forth. So what happens? That is the last organ. So these are called organs of action. Now the next one says Verse 16 says, sound, touch, taste, smell and form are the objects of knowledge acquiring senses and movement, speech, excretion, manufacture are functions of the working senses. These senses that we discussed, just now we discussed five senses, okay, hearing, touch and all that and we discussed the organs of action, what do they do? Hearing. Hearing, the object of hearing is, what do we hear? Sound. Correct? Then, with our tongue, we taste. So, we are tasting certain things. With our fingers and all, body, we touch. We are touching few things. Smell, with the nose. Ah, I can smell something. And form are the objects of knowledge acquiring senses. These are the objects. And then movement, with legs we move, with hands we do something, excretion and creation. These are the things which are connected to these organs of senses and organs of action. In the beginning of creation, nature assumes by the modes of goodness, passion and ignorance, its form as the embodiment of all subtle causes and gross manifest manifestations within the universe. The Supreme Personality of Godhead does not enter the interaction of material manifestation by merely glancing glances upon nature. Now, this verse sounds a little off, but let us try to understand what is this verse saying. At the beginning of creation. Now you know there is a problem in the spiritual domain, in the religion and in 
science. What is the problem? The problem is called creation. The moment the word creation comes into the play, the people who are scientific in belief, they will say, what nonsense are you talking? There is nothing like creation. There is no God who created this world. Isn't that what they say? So what exactly happened? So they came up with some kind of a story. Now think about it. We have somebody coming up with a theory where man came from the monkeys. This is a scientific theory. It's called the theory of evolution by the way. So from monkey he evolved into somebody, 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 somebody and Finally, he became a human being. This is their way of looking at it. Now think about it. If that is the evolution, there is a great mistake. A monkey cannot become a man. A monkey will remain a monkey. Unless and until there is something additional in that. What is that additional? I can introduce another gene, another stuff in that monkey, then he becomes somebody. Isn't that the truth? Is that how it happened? Or is it that everything existed simultaneously at one point in time? So the idea is that man didn't exist when dinosaurs existed, isn't it? Man didn't exist when dinosaurs existed. So dinosaur, the period was different. Okay. There were the great apes. The period was different. After that, there are different kinds of creatures which came in. That period was different. And now the period is completely different. So we don't have some animals also. What are the animals that are not there? They are called extinct. Like you say, you, know, you are dead as a dodo. What do you mean by dodo? Dodo is a flightless bird, you know, flightless. It doesn't have wings per se. It is from a country called Mauritius. Mauritius in Indian Ocean. It's a tiny bird which walks on land. It's extinct. Likewise, the saber-toothed tiger is not there. The dinosaur doesn't exist. So, extinct. Now, what was the reason for extinction? Maybe some activity happened. Maybe a meteor came and hit. Maybe something happened. We don't know. But then there is always a rejuvenation. Something comes up again. How it comes up? No idea. So the idea of creation may be poo-pooed by all the scientific brains in this world, but there is creation. Like we acknowledge what they say, they need to acknowledge what the creationists say. The creationists may not be saying something wrong. It's a live and let live world. We need to allow everybody what they think. Now, this is a very strange theory. But let us see what it says over here. The verse says, In the beginning of creation, nature assumes by the mode of goodness 
passion and ignorance. This verse starts with nature. It doesn't start with God. What is God saying? What is Krishna saying? Krishna says that there is something which we call as Mother Nature. It is the Lord himself who is saying it. I don't have to give my own explanation. The verse says, Nature by itself, on its own, creates these three modes. The three modes of nature are called Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. Now, I will give you examples of Sattva, Rajas and Tamas in this world. How they came about. Have you seen the polar bear? I think most of us know what a polar bear looks like. We all see YouTube videos. So, polar bear is sleeping for six months. And then six months he goes and hunts. Now, polar bears have been existing since time immemorial. Though the polar bear looks such a beautiful creature, you know, white creature, but he sleeps. We have one person called Kumbhakarna who sleeps also. Kumbhakarna is that demon who goes to sleep. Likewise, the polar bear sleeps. So, polar bear or its kitten kin and human beings or animals can be classified in this one category called tamasic. Tamasic means lazy, procrastination, not interested in doing things, laid back attitude, wants to just sit in one place and be fed by somebody else. You understand what I am saying? Have you seen the vulture? The vulture will wait over there till somebody dies. He doesn't want to hunt. He will not hunt. He will just keep a watch on who is going to die and after that he goes and eats that. The dead flesh. Correct? Likewise, the polar bear will sleep. Lazy. I mean, he is made like that. Now, when I said the polar bear example or the vulture example or human beings who sleep like Kumbhakarna, there are lots of people amongst us also. There are birds, there are animals, there are trees. You will find that there are some trees which will refuse to grow. They will say, no, I am sufficient. This is all that I need to grow. I don't want to grow further. I don't want to have any trees, leaves or stuff like that. Have you not seen those kind of trees in life also? In your own garden, there may be a small plant who refuses to grow. You will find that there are plants in your garden which will say, no, I don't want to grow any further. This is the tamasic kind of tree. They are having that ingrained in that. Second one is active, overactive. Doesn't want to sit in one place. Have you seen monkeys? You know, monkeys and there are children also who will never sit in one place. They are active with their hands, their minds, their bodies. They just want to jump up, down, all those kind of things. You have seen these kind of people, you have seen monkeys, you have seen animals which are hyperactive 
Animals which keep on running, 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 for no rhyme or reason they will run. So there are these kind of animals, there are birds which are hyperactive. They just want to hunt, kill, hunt, kill, do all kinds of stuff. Full day they are working. In creatures also, have you seen the ant and the bee? The ant and the bee does what? Hyperactivity, no? The ant is always going all over the place trying to gather food. Have you seen the bee? The bee wants full day, it is going out and trying to search for honey. These are hyperactive kind, which are the second type, which are called Rajasik in nature. So we have animals, birds, creatures, you name it, you know, small insects, fishes. There are some fishes which are hyperactive, some fishes which are lazy, some fishes which are very nice. They don't do anything. So, these are the two types which we have discussed. One is the lazy fellow and the second one is the active fellow. Now we come to the third one. The third one is called Satvik in nature. Have you seen Satvik creatures? Hmm? Have you seen, you know, those big dogs which are there? They will just sit in one place. They will lick you. They will... They are very nice and cuddly and good type of creatures. They will never bark at anybody. They don't do anything. They are just the goody-goody kind of fellows. Like that, there are animals, birds. There are various kinds of birds also. Birds which are pets, which we can pet them. There are cows. Have you seen a cow? It's a sattvic animal. It doesn't do anything. It will give you milk, it will give you all kinds of stuff, you know, the hide, so on and so forth. So, like that, there are human beings also, which are godly in nature. Godly means they have goodness in them. They will pray to God, they will go to temple, church. They will never harm anybody in this world. So, remember this one thing. At the beginning of time, Whenever the time started, I don't know when it started, it just started. Hmm? These three classifications came into the picture. And these are inherent in nature. We cannot discount that one person becomes another person. No, it existed. Since time immemorial, these three kinds of nature existed. What are the three natures? Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. Tamas is the lazy type. The middle one is called Rajas, which is active, and the first one, which is more godly type, goodness, full of goodness. So this is what the nature of those creatures and human beings, animals and birds were. So he says, Mother Nature created these three classifications, right? Its form is the embodiment of all subtle causes and gross manifestation within the universe. So the nature, mother nature, used these three elements and created different, different creatures. You may say, does it exist even in flowers? Of course it exists in flowers also. Have you not seen that dead, you know, that flower which got a very dirty smell? In some other museums they have that big flower. It's an Amazonian flower. And it gives a stinky smell. 
that is tamasic in nature it comes up once in a while then we have rajasic rajasic what are rajasic have you seen those sunflowers and all those no flowers that keep on coming keep on coming keep on coming all the time the button roses that are there does anybody have to plant them they just keep on growing 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 and growing in the small tiny roses that are there and the third one which we use for god what do we use for god champel you know champa chameli and all those kind of beautiful flowers which which smell very nice the very beautiful smell that you get the very beautiful fragrance that you get from flowers roses some of the roses have some very nice fragrance we use those for putting on these statues or gods so on and so forth we use them for good purposes so even in flowers there is even leaves there are so all this nature has been divided since time immemorial into these three categories so we are moving to the next one the supreme personality of godhead does not enter the interaction of material manifestation by but merely glances upon nature now when we say these words god is in them in them means what in them means he has got dissolved in it he has got embedded in it he has got completely surrounded by that entity when i say these words you know what it means let us look at a phone and you will say oh there is a microchip in it there is a chip in it so it is in it what is god saying over here what is krishna saying over here krishna says he has not got in it he has got is not in it but he glances over it an example will suit the purpose this is an example which will just tell you how these two things differ there is a sun you have seen our sun there is one sun over there in our solar system now the sun gets reflected in different waters lakes rivers earth you know different different it gets reflected in different places so when you look at the water you will see the sun in it right or if you take a mirror you can see the reflection of the sun in the mirror but when you actually look only at the mirror can you see the sun appears to be inside the mirror but is the sun actually inside the mirror no he is only reflecting in the mirror i hope you get the example if that mirror is cracked into 100 pieces if i crack the mirror into 100 pieces will the sun get reflected in those 100 pieces also yes so i take one small piece out of that 100 can i see the sun in that tiny piece also yes of course i can see the sun in the tiny piece does it mean that the sun is inside that glass no 
the sun is reflected in it. So this is an example. Please understand examples are given for you to understand certain things. It doesn't mean that that is how it has happened. Okay. I hope you understand what I am saying. So when Krishna says that God is everywhere, it is exactly like this example. He is reflected in everything. But he is not mixed in it. Now we make this mistake of saying, Oh, this man is so godly. There is a person and you say, The man is so godly. He behaves so nicely with people. Isn't that what people say? There is some family member of yours. He is a very genial kind of a person, a very nice person. He is loving and kind and so on and so forth. We believe God lives in that man. Or there is a temple priest. Temple priests are there. Or there is a church priest. And the church priest and the temple priest you know, keep on talking about God is like this, God is like that. They keep on telling you about different kinds of things which God has done in this world. So we start believing God lives in this man. Isn't that what it is? Let me clarify this for you once and for all. If that priest is talking of God, he falls into the third category which we call as Satvik. What happens? He is Satvik in nature because he talks about good stuff, goodness. But there is no God in that person. God is reflected even in the worst creature. This do not forget. God is reflected in this man if you think. But there is a villainous character in your life. There is a person who tortures you, puts you down all the time. If you think God is living only in this good person, you are mistaken. God is in everything. And yet he is in nothing. So think this man, this person is like a glass, you know, like a mirror. Why do we see goodness in this person? Because he is a clean mirror. Clean mirror. A person who is an active person in your life, he is a yellow color mirror. Okay? You know, you get those different tones when you put up Instagram. Have you seen? In Instagram or in Facebook or some such place when you go through all these apps, have you seen there are different shades and tones which you can take? So there are certain tones which are very bright, certain tones which are very dull, certain tones which are black and white. Let us say the brightest of the tone looks like that. So this active person whom we call as a Rajasik person, he is extremely active. So his tone is bright and shining. 
and then we have a completely dull kind of a mirror which is full of soot or some dust is there on it now i want you to think very carefully is the god whom we say example as a sun let us say sun is sun re- reflected in all the three mirrors yes but where is the reflection coming out strongly the reflection is coming on strongly where the mirror is clean if the mirror has a tone it appears in that tone correct and the third one is full of dust so mirror doesn't reflect the sun but you can see a very tiny sun somewhere so did you understand all these three examples which i gave you so three kinds of people and the sun is only a reflection the sun doesn't live inside that so please do not make this mistake of saying the person who is a priest or a temple you know priest or whatever is having god in him there is no god in that person it's only a reflection and the reflection is clear because of his sattvic nature he is sattvic in nature that is why god reflects nicely in him but is the god actually there in it no likewise in the person who is active super active hyper hyperactive person god is reflected in him yes there is god in that person as well but the reflection will be bright red bright yellow bright green you know those different tones and shades will be there but is the god actually there in that no he is only a reflection then we take the third one which is a smoky mirror smoky mirrors or distorted mirrors you get you get the distorted mirrors you know you have gone to a village fair and have you seen those mirrors which are twisted and turned so when you stand in front of it maybe you look fat from one place maybe your head looks bigger in one place i'm sure you have seen those kind of mirrors so this person is like that so this person reflects this kind of an imagery is the god reflected in him yes of course but is the god in him no god doesn't live in human beings or animals or birds or whatsoever he is not actually living in he is only reflected in him so the question which may arise in you the question which arises in every human beings is oh you mean to say god is not there in me hmm then was god there in jesus christ buddha or you know all those great people in this world the answer is yes there is something which we call as an essence do you understand what a word essence means you know when you want to bake a cake you put a vanilla essence a little bit of vanilla essence you don't put vanilla in it you put an essence of vanilla in it so it smells of vanilla cake isn't it likewise when jesus christ said i am the son of god 
everyone is the son of God, but he has got more power or more essence in him. So God has given a portion of himself to Jesus. Right? Do you understand this? So if there is a Buddha, God has given his essence in him. If this is not clear, let me tell you how to make this clear. There is a country hmm, where there are common citizens. And they have a queen or a king. Does the king's son or the daughter have more privilege than the common man? Of course, they have more privilege than a common man because they are anointed. They are the son or the daughter of the king. But everybody lives in the kingdom, so they become a part of a kingdom. So even the common man and the king and the son and the daughter live in that kingdom, so they become citizens of that country. But the king is king, the king's son is the king's son and they have more privileges. One more example. This example, there is a river. There is a river. Okay. Now in that river, there are various places where different activities happen. Do you remember in olden times people would go to the river to fetch water from the river? Even today in the whole world there are lots of places where people wash clothes. There are places where people go and bathe. There are people who go and do excreta. They go and shit in one place. But do they take bath in that place? No. Do they go and drink water from that place? No. Drinking water is from another another point. Where they go and wash clothes is another point in the same river. Where they go and you know give the water to their fields is another point. So there are various locations in the same river for different activities. It is the same water but at one place it is drinking water. In the same way God is reflected in different human beings. Same water, same different activities. So one is an activity which is mm, not so nice as we call it where people use it for excretion purposes. That place is different. It is even in our house we have toilets, we have washrooms which are separate, isn't it? There is a place. Then there is another place which is called the drawing room or the hall where we sit and we watch television or meet people. There is another place which is called the kitchen. There is another place which is called the dining room. There is another place which is called the bedroom. There is a veranda. So many places are there. 
But it is that one house, isn't it? Likewise, in this creation, there are different people. The different people are broken down into different, different segmentations. Huh? So this separation was already done. God is reflected in everybody. But is not in everybody. Only the anointed ones God is in. God is the king. God is the supreme. God is the Lord. So he has anointed certain people. These are great personalities like Jesus Christ, like Buddha, like Ram. You understand what I am saying? He has put more essence in these people of himself. Whereas the rest of the people, God is only reflected in them. So I hope you understood this verse now. So this verse says, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, that is the Almighty God, does not enter the interactions of material manifestation, doesn't get involved in any activity whatsoever. When a person is acting nice, God is not involved in that person. Please. That is his nature. Got it? It is the nature of that person. Somebody who is a hyperactive person, God is not involved in that one also. He is only overseeing it. He is not involved in it. He doesn't do the work for him. Third one, a person who is lazy, God is seeing that person but he is not involved in it. So understand one thing, the Lord God is not involved in the action. Whereas, he is only glancing upon them. Just like the sun glances over everybody. This thing you should always bear in mind. The goodness is a mode of nature. Mother nature has created mode of goodness. Did you understand this? Examples I will give you. Human beings. First example. Completely lazy person or a person who is a tamasic in nature. That kind of a person. Who can you call that person? There are lots of lazy people in this world. Hmm? In your own family, there will be somebody who will always keep on sleeping, not interested in doing anything, not interested in working, not interested in going anywhere. You know that, isn't it? I don't have to point that person to you. There is always that one person who is always going to be like this. The second one is active, 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 active all the time. People like Elon Musk, Warren Buffet of this world, Donald Trump's, Narendra Modi's, these are all active people. They are always working, 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 working all the time, isn't it? Zuckerberg of Facebook, right? These are Rajasik people. Then we have the Sattvic kind like Mother Teresa. You have heard of Mother Teresa. She is always nice, kind, compassionate, loving, good, all that, you know. Can you expect her to do something terrible? No, it is her nature to be nice. It is Narendra Modi's or Donald Trump's nature to be active. 
and it is the third person who is lazy. They are, it's their nature. God is actually not in them. In nobody God is in. He is only reflected in them. Please remember this all your life. These are the words of Bhagavad, Bhagavatam. Okay? Always remember this is also there in the Bhagavad Gita. So let us move to the next one. It says, verse 18 says, as the material elements headed by the Mahatattva are transformed, they receive their specific potencies from the glance of the Supreme Lord and being amalgamated by the power of nature, they create the universal egg. So, we are talking about creation. During, now today we are talking about manifestation. We are, we are already created. But what happened in the past? In the past there were three kinds of things which existed. One was a hyperactive element which is Rajasik in nature. One was lazy element and the third one was, you know, very good goodness, all that. So they existed before. So what happened? In the Mahatattva, the beginning of time or whatever we call it as, these things, they came up by just the glance of the Lord. In the form of, and who was the element, who was it that made them happen? It's called Mother Nature. Mother Nature already had the three things lined up. One, two, three. Okay. From that what happened? The potencies were incorporated in each. What do you mean by potencies? Alright. Potencies. Now, have you seen the firecrackers? There is a Diwali going on in India. What are the firecrackers? There are different kinds of firecrackers. Right? So let me tell you what are the three kinds of firecrackers. Have you seen the hyperactive kind of active firecracker? You can immediately say, Oh, this is Rajasik in nature. Will you not say that it is Rajasik in nature? Yes. Have you seen the sparklers? Sparklers? You know, when you light the sparklers, they throw off those beautiful sparkles out, you know. Does that look nice? Will you give it to a child to hold? Yes, you will give it a child, your child to hold and it looks very nice. That sparkler could be called as sattvic in nature. And then we have the third, the dangerous big bombs. They go boom like that. Or there are those snakes and stuff like that. You know, you light that thing and it comes out like that. And they give a dirty smell. You know that those can be called as tamasic. So all three are nothing but firecrackers. But they are specifically made into three categories. There is an element which is called potassium chromate. Potassium dichromate. Those who are science students will know what is potassium chromate, potassium dichromate. It gives off a particular kind of <laughs> a smell, particular kind of a color. So different kinds of stuff are added in different different sparklers to give different kinds of colors. You see my glasses? My glasses are having a slightly dark tint. That tint is given to the glasses. The 
specs, spectacles. When you wear goggles, the goggles have different colors. You have seen there are some blue color goggles, there are some yellow color goggles, there are some red color goggles, right? If you see Pradeep's picture, he is, he is seen with red color goggles. Huh? <laughs> Maybe in Canada they have to see everything red. I don't know. <laughs> so let us come back to the story. So when you wear a particular kind of a goggle, whatever kind of a, you know, spectacle, you will see that color in it. Right? So if you wear a yellow color goggle, you will see the world as yellow in color. So now you will understand when God tainted it by colors, means gave characteristics to that thing. When the divine Lord was creating these objects, he gave them these qualities and these colorings and stuff like that. Did you get it? You have seen peacock? He's got so many colors. Huh? You have seen a mina? Yes. Have you seen a crane which flies? You know the crane. Hmm? Have you seen a kingfisher? Yes. Do they have specific colors and the beaks are different? And you have seen a crow also. Now do you understand when God put those colors, he was coloring it with the glasses. The crow is black in color. Now imagine having a red color crow tomorrow. Can you have a red color or a yellow color crow tomorrow? No. You will not accept it. The reason why you won't accept it is because its nature is like that. You have to see a black color crow. Right? In the same way, man has been colored. The nature has been colored. You see, today there is a fall happening in the United States and Canada and all those places. Have you seen the color of the leaf? Yellow, red, brown, so on and so forth. But earlier they were green in color. Now imagine if I color them purple what will happen? Instead of you know when the when the new leaves come in I will color all of them purple or I will color them violet in color. You know you are not going to like it. Right? Just imagine you know my skin tone no? And I am going to go and I am going to color my hair yellow or blue. You know, tomorrow onwards you will not attend the satsang. <laughs> right? If you look at me and if you say, oh, this guy is a punk fellow, you know, he's got gone and done his. You, I don't want to see. So, this is what happens. God has made these people, these things, this the entire planet, animals, birds, creatures, you name it, everything. He has given them the characteristics, the color, the smell, the sound and everything. 
You know how a crow calls. He does like that. Hmm? Just imagine tomorrow he starts singing like a coil. You know, you will think you are something wrong with your head. You know, you have something. Maybe you will have to go to the mental asylum. No, that is because the crow is supposed to call. He is not supposed to behave like a coil. This is how the world has been made. Today morning I was I was seeing a small video in which there is a comedian in the United States. Her name is Sarah Silverman. Now she has gone to a place and she is an atheist by the way. She doesn't believe in God. And she is asking one fireman from a place. She is asking him, suppose God comes tomorrow, how will you recognize him? And the man gave the right answer. He says, I cannot recognize God. Just imagine, those who are Catholics, those who are Christians, they believe in Jesus Christ. Do you think in today's day and age, Jesus Christ will come with you know the long hairs and the beard and dressed like that? You really think he's going to come like that? Why should he come like that? He may come with the suit, boot and all that kind of stuff, you know. Or he may be dressed in jeans. Does it really matter? So, when we say these words, God is in everything, actually, please understand what does it mean. He is reflected in everything. And he has more essence in some things. So, this Mahatattva created these things. And these were already incorporated in various objects, people, so on and so forth. You ask a mother about her child and she will tell you, you know my eldest son, he is very active. He's always come first, he's done this, he's done that, he takes part in athletes and so on and so forth. My second son, he is not interested in any of those things. He is only interested in reading books. He has done his PhD in something. And he is never an active person. He doesn't want to go for any place. When there was, there was a sports activity, he would say, Mom, I don't want to be a sportsman. Correct? So there is one person who wants to be a sportsman, who is hyperactive. One person who wants to only read books. And there may be third person who just wants to be lazy all life long. Uh, mom, don't wake me up. You know that kind of a person also exists. So it is called inherent nature. It is mother nature has given that quality to that person, that individual, that animal, that bird, that whatever. And this has come from the beginning. It is called potency power. That power is incorporated in every individual and it is amalgamated by power of nature. They create the universal egg. This is at the beginning of time. This entire thing happened like this and it was incorporated in this way. So we all carry today a little bit of that portion. That is why we are sometimes active. Some people are hyperactive and all that. Some people are lazy. 
it is incorporated in that. It is like a genetic stamp on the person. So we will stop here at verse 18. We will do verse 19 onwards tomorrow. Just a recap of what has happened today. This is elements of material creation. The material creation is distinguished by three different categories which is called Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. Sattva is all about goodness. Rajas is all about activity. And the third one is Tamas which is inactive or laziness or inertia. Mother nature is the one who gives birth to all this. God is not in it. He is not involved in it. Mother nature is involved in it. Okay? Mother nature has split it down into these three categories. God is only reflected in it. This is what the Divine Lord is saying. He is only reflected in it because He merely glances over everything. And He is in everything. Remember this. But He is not involved in the action. It is nature which is acting in that person. What is that nature? Sattva, Rajas or Tamas is active in that person. So this ends our today's session. So I will see you all tomorrow starting from verse 19 onwards. Thank you.